Welcome to the Story Machine 9000. We're in the middle of creating our podcast drama, Earl of Montana and the Knights of Ice, and we promise we provide periodic updates. So the first update will focus on writing, beginning with a story session during lunch. A listener note, this is obviously a lunch meeting, so please excuse the background noise. Also, before the meeting, we were all tasked with re-listening the podcast and coming ready to discuss the story. Yeah, so I don't think there's yeah, a real structure to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, so um, since Chris, you're the only one who actually kind of did their homework. Okay. Um, I, guess I, I don't know. I listened to part of the episode. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, we were listening. I mean, yeah. so you just and really the purpose of this is just to get aligned on the, the the overall arc and just kind of the beats of the story. Mm-hmm. That way, when we go back, we go back and we write the second draft. There's no surprises, and everyone's yeah, right on. Uh, it starts out, we, we do a good job describing how Earl is like driving down the, the long dirt road. The first part of the lunch was devoted to combing through the episode and looking for any areas where we disagreed. In the end, we were able to break the story down into 19 beats. And we found that there was one point where we really needed to get aligned because it was kind of vague in the episode. And that was the motives behind the Knights of Ice. In other words... What did they actually want? I thought there was a little bit of foreshadowing with the, so the Knights I, of Ice. I was right? going to call they, that out next. They send out a, the I, invite, and basically that's it, right. it, it kind of it's propagated across the internet. Yeah, there's sort of yeah, there's so we do we meet like the villains and we yeah. I know it's a little early, but I I don't throw my hat in a ring as the king of the Knights of Ice. Yeah, right? you yeah. do. <laughs> I just I want to be that guy. <laughs> that seems. That's funny. Right. I would think that you would want to be like. But I have like the good evil the laugh. Good, oh. All right. <laughs> And I feel like he's like that one where it, instead of like just being like he's more of that. Like, what does your good evil laugh sound like? That's why he's the king of the Knights of Ice because he has a good like, evil laugh. Yeah, no, but like that. And, your like, laugh is so awesome, sir. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I just picture him being like more of that like sophisticated evil and not mm. like mm-hmm. that brutish. Okay. Right. Okay. Stuff. So yeah, he's kind of swirly or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. yeah. What's his end? So so let's talk about the motivation of the of the bad guys because like the bad guys are not necessarily bad just to be bad they're just like at opposition like their goals are at opposition of our heroes i I kind of i kind of thought it's like power it's a power thing right if i think of those Mm. characters in like wet hot american summer yes who are like the kids across the lake they kind of are bad they're just swarthy yeah it's like they're yeah well but see like that's like where if it's like rivals like the, the king of ice i picture is like this guy that goes around and he he goes to other people's events and takes and just I like over. Yeah, just yeah, he takes, takes over. over and like everything's I, his way. Yeah. So I I always thought the 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 characters, the Knights of Ice, I always thought of them as just being sort of trolls, but in real life. I mean, mm-hmm. so in a lot of ways they are just being dicks to be mm-hmm. dicks. Mm-hmm. And and that's why maybe they take it a step further. So it's not just mm-hmm. winning the LARP, but it's also, you know, I want to make sure people know that we're yeah. better LARPers than everyone mm-hmm. else. And right. So, and the only reason, the only way they can do that is really by sort of, by sort of taking over the LARP in a, in a, a more significant or... In like or, a way that no one else finds fun too. I right. Think. I right. mean, basically like, like, right. that's their MO. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not fun for anyone anymore because... You know, but it's fun for them. They're, unless you work for them. Yeah, right. unless you work for them. <laughs> that's right. I don't know that they're trolls because like trolls say things even if they don't care. So like, but, do they have like a credo like ice knights always win? But I'm saying like the yeah. trolls come in like they they say stuff just to get people riled up like whether or not they right. believe it or not they they don't live this like what they preach so like that that's where they don't seem like trolls. Yeah, like, I feel like we should draw really heavily from like like, like Karate Kid or, or yeah like, uh, like I was saying okay of, of Wet Hot American Summer like mm-hmm. use them as a model 
so they're just they're just overly motivated. Mm. I mean, they just they win yeah. at all costs. Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. I was like thinking like the the, the, the if you're not a winner, Team Iceland you're from okay. from Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like those should like be they're our, they're they're playing a game, but they don't do it. Like right. they do not do it to have fun. And Gordon right. Bombay, gosh darn it, says have fun. Yeah, they're at op- they're at opposition. <clears throat> Got yeah. it. They go okay. about this thing two di- very different ways. Like yeah. to your point, like they're having fun is ruining it for everyone else. Right. By way. Yeah. Okay. Like, and for me, it's important to like to figure out like what is what is the actual true motivation of these guys, or else mm-hmm. just being bad for bad sake just seems yeah. like kind of flat. I mean, yeah. technically, every every villain is their own. Like, they believe right. they're they, the hero. Right. Exactly. They so, believe they're the hero of their of their story. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I would, you know, take it or leave it. I think I was just getting into, like, nihilist territory where it's, like, it's kind of like Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Where it's just, like... Yeah, I believe in nothing. I, I believe in nothing and, like, right. the, you know, the... I want to watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I... But that... Maybe that's, like, too heady for this conversation and maybe we do stick with something a little bit more digestible, something like they just... If you're not a winner, you're a loser. Right. It's I think very that's kind sort of... I think, I think if, if it was a first-person shooter, they would be the team that is... Killing and teabagging people, like they have to, like yeah. they have to, like right. shame other people, yeah. right? You okay, know? right? You know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, but they're not. They're definitely not like chaotic. Like, they're not chaotic. They're. It's, it's not just, like lawlessness. In fact, they are very they lawful. Law. Yeah. Like they just, they just dominate. Got it. They just dominate within the rules, <laughs> like kind of a thing. Like they're, they're playing the fantasy game, kind of. They're winning yeah. the fantasy game by like. Changing the rules. Yeah, like go, by going a little outside of the territory, okay. but like ultimately win the game. So how does that motivate them to actually kidnap the organizers? Because we kind of um, right. So if 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 they're, if they're playing by the rules. So I was thinking about it. Okay. Or did you have a thought? Well, I was just going to say I think the distinction we could make is are do they are the are Peter and James uh, Earl's kids mm-hmm. are they captured as players or are they captured as organizers? Players. I think they're. Oh, okay. Yeah, players. Okay. Yes. Okay. If you want, so my idea was, is like, the, yeah, they're playing the game, and people are having a bad time, and so think of the Knights of Ice kind of in the way like the Dark Lord was like, mm-hmm. in Hell Magic Tavern. Like people, like they're not, they don't hate the Knights of Ice. Most players are like, dude, if they're gonna come here and fix this, and so what ends up happening is they confront them. They're the leader of a popular uprising. Yes. Yeah. And so they basically have them like arrested and jailed in game because they're not leading correctly and they come in and take over as like the leaders. Right. And then they abuse their power. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Duh. Duh. So just just, just to clarify, they are captured as the organizers because the Knights of Ice don't believe believe that they're not doing it properly. Like Correct. Every, everyone but believes in, they're not yeah, doing it properly. Everyone believes that they're not doing it properly. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. a but they one. see it. They they're like, we're going to win over the hearts and minds of everyone if we capture these these yeah. guys. Don't you hate the way this is being run? Yeah. Oh, I really hate this. And then like yeah. this rumor spreads, and they're like, well, we can do it better. We've right. done it before. So so it's uh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So well, and, and feel free. I like to, the chant. Feel free to challenge me on it because yeah. then I I feel like. Where I'm conflicted is because then that gives them a popular stance, right. whereas I, I felt like these people were just generally sort of hated. Mm. Not at first. Yes. Eventually. Okay. Yeah, so I they think, kind of go through, yeah, the whole idea where, like, but well, this is great, and then quickly, like, they lay, like, martial law. Should, should we think yeah. about, too, that these guys have a reputation of playing dirty? So I thought about that. Mm-hmm. So, so this is where I was going to go with yeah. my, with my okay. earlier thought. I'm thinking that these guys... I know that we said like in the episode that they like they always are like winning, but that would like make them so notorious that like once they show up, like 
they'll just be ejected. Like no one, no yeah, one. Yeah, these kids don't. Oh, these kids don't know. They don't it. know any better. How old you know what I mean? are the Knights of Ice? I mean, the Knights of Ice are probably like I don't know, like 20, 20 yeah. 25 to thirty. Yeah, and the I mean, kids I, are like. So yeah, maybe they're a little sixteen. Not necessarily too old, but they're definitely older. They're though. older. Yeah, I was gonna say like low twenties, maybe. Like, right. Because yeah. that's still a big age range. I mean, do you, what, what, do you, what do you think of that idea? I mean, I guess, I guess for me personally, I, I, I kind of liked the idea that they, they had a reputation, and it was almost like, it was almost as if like a storm was coming, right? Like yeah. They, they, and especially because we we are we, we had talked about an earlier scene where we sort of established them, you know, across the country at another yeah. sort of LARPing event. Okay. I mean, and, and it doesn't mean that in this. I don't need to overcomplicate it, it if it doesn't need to be. But it, it doesn't mean that people during the Montana LARP wouldn't. Want, like, because, like you said, everything's falling apart. It's a right. disaster. No one likes it. So even these bad guys might look better than what's going on right now. Yeah. Didn't we talk about too? Like maybe they don't get to go to a lot of these. Like, like they, 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 they the Knights of Ice did have like their run, and it is like they don't get to go to a lot because well, they do get like rejected I was say, sometimes. It might have come up. I think it did come up that like if they had a reputation, they know that. Like, yeah, like, when they show up, people know that, like, uh, don't, they don't play by the rules. Yeah. I was just saying, like, maybe it has been a while since they've been to one, and they got invited to this by accident, because they didn't, the people, the, these kids didn't know who they were. I don't know if we need to, I don't know if we need to come up with the reason for why, but I think we, I think, to help Josh and I write it, we do need to come up, we do need to agree on their motives. Right. Mm-hmm. That's at least what we gotta do. So is it that they're... They have a reputation for being bad, mm-hmm. and when they realize that this thing's being put on by a bunch of kids, they take that as their opportunity to just dominate. Or is it that they're they're the best at LARPing, and I mean, you know, yeah. not, they don't have a bad reputation. They're just the best at LARPing, and they think they can run it better. <laughs> I mean, at, at the risk of being sort of like reductive. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess, I just kind of picture these people as. I mean, Dave, you've just been using bad. the big now the, the analogy of like the team Iceland from Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks too. And like, I figured it's just like, like, yes. I mean, I'm assuming that on a you know indiv- like a individual contributor level, they're not all bad, but just like as a collective team or group, they're just like they are. They're, they they when it when it all like I think they define them very quickly. Yeah, yeah. like the when it all costs. Yeah. 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 They are the they wear black. They are the storm that comes in. Right, and so the, you know, it's, it's, they 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 move as a unit. They're, they're like all the the players, save for a few key uh, characters, are just you know faceless drones in this mm-hmm. sort of you know. Yeah. Uh, and so I yeah I almost see it as just kind of like a void or like this darkness or storm that kind of rolls in. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's. So do we feel pretty? Good I feel on? I feel okay. good. I feel good enough. Yeah. Okay. The remainder of the lunch was more of the same. Basically, we identified other areas where we disagreed, shored them up, and when everyone was happy, we all knew that we were moving in the right direction. So following this meeting, Chris and I did what most screenwriters do. We took a trip to Hawaii. We were going on a trip with our wives, and we thought it would be a great time to lock ourselves up for some hardcore writing. And not only did we focus more on the motives of the Knights of Ice, we also really wanted to explore how the fantasy world relates to reality in the story. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to listen to an excerpt from our writing session where Peter is captured by the Knights of Ice. We'll be right back.
And we're back. So it was a great thing that we had a lunch meeting with the team, because as you'll hear in these clips, we're still not 100% sure on how to write the Knights of Ice. And it was really helpful to go back and listen to that episode of the podcast as our source material. So I'm, th- I'm, I'm going back to this scene 12 while you're writing that. I'm just yeah, trying to think jumping of... Down. Huh? I'm jumping down. Now. Okay. So I'm just trying to think of, like, to, to kind of cut, to, to, to make it not too long and also make it make sense. I feel like, you know, Lord, the, the King of Ice is like, do you like my fortress? And is... There, we have two Peter's two wants, which are to, to get him out of the stables and to get his brother out of prison because it's his birth. So, like, which one's his first priority? Should yeah. He, should he say, like, like should he talk about Lord Seattle Soul first? Like, is that probably the most pressing? No, and you're, I mean, you're right. I guess if, if we're thinking about this as a, as a series of, like, what they want, uh-huh. uh, a series of their wants, right? Awesome. And I think that's maybe that's where I'm just sort of struggling with inherently is. And maybe that's why I like the, the idea of the prophecy so much. Mm-hmm. Because the prophecy is kind of kind of a way to... I mean, in a lot of ways, you know, we talked about a little bit about it earlier. In other films, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cheap way of establishing rules. Yeah, exactly. Right? Or non-negotiables, yeah. right? And so I think by virtue of calling their battle a prophecy... Yeah. Um, and the rule book a prophecy. Right. So that should be the first thing he mentions. It shouldn't be about the state. I mean, he knows he's going to, like... James comes in knowing, like, I need you to... Yeah. He's not going to say, but he's not going to, I need you to let my brother go, and you need to get out of the stables. He can't. Yeah. The first thing he says is, like, you know the prophecy. Lord Shadow Solo is supposed to fight Sir Peter. How is he supposed to do that when you have him locked up over there? Yeah. I feel like if, if the order was... Get out of the stables and let my brother go so we can finish the game. Mm-hmm. And then, um, who's his name? The guy from the... The field? Yeah. Bedivere? Bedivere. I was going to say, because then just... Because as as they're they're having this dialogue, Bedivere shows up, basically signifying that the, the battle was mm-hmm. won on the... Yeah, the only, the only thing about that... Yeah. I mean, I like that for, like, so that James or Peter knows that happened, but I feel like it could be a cool scene for us to show audio, like, for the audience to hear, like, this battle going on. Okay. So, like, we somewhere in this conversation, we'd say, like, cut to the field, you know, and, like, better view, like, this, like, I don't know, something's got to, like... Something the king does have to like has to like tran- like signify like okay now it's time to like yeah you know what I mean so that we can have this like audio battle go on that's true unless I mean that would definitely it would definitely be fun to make I'm just unless yeah unless we do that audio battle when like Edward and Liz are telling Earl what happened oh so like like a flashback yeah like a flashback. So, like, Peter and James are talking. All of a sudden, Bedivere walks in, like, nods, and, like, the king reveals, like, oh, by the way, I destroyed your army. Like, yeah, I don't know what's... But I feel like it'd be more... I mean, in a movie, I'd rather see it than, like, someone just walk in and be like, oh, by the way, your army was destroyed. Yeah. So... I'm I'm willing to to shelve that one for a little while. Yeah. 
yeah, I guess I was maybe thinking ahead a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because let's see, let's start writing this and see where we yeah, can yeah. insert that battle. Because I'm not, I mean, I know where I, I know I want it here, but I'm not 100% where it starts and how it starts. You know, and it could be something as, as cheesy or obvious as, you know, Lord, Lord Shadow, Soul, and I are, are to do battle if we're going to restore balance to mm-hmm. uh, the world or mm-hmm. something like that. In other words, restoring balance is kind of code for mm-hmm. finishing the game, yeah. right? And I guess it's starting, it's, it's, it's starting, I'm starting to warm up to it a little bit because basically Peter's big beef with this is, listen... You know, the we had kind of designed the game a specific way, mm-hmm. and you're kind of yes. fucking it up. Yeah. And so, like, what does the king of like? <clears throat> how does the king of ice justify what he's done? Because Peter pretty much just said, like, you broke the rules. Like, why are you why are you breaking the rules? This is this is where we get we we, we need to revisit that conversation about motive. Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah. back when we were at the VI, we were sort of trying to figure out what 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 their deal was. Right? Yeah, and I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think where we landed was the, these are sort of the equivalent of like the Iceland team mm-hmm. or like the Hawks and the Mighty Ducks films, right? Mm-hmm. They're just, they're just ultra competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so so is it that, well, with Lord Dark Soul, we would have lost. Yeah, and it could. I mean, be, it yeah. could be true. Like, I'm not saying like we should go back and keep adding more meaning to it. But yeah, when you think of like brothers, like there's yeah. the older brother and the younger brother, and like when they play games, like the older brother wins just because he's older. So like when they're larping out in the field, you you know, so like maybe the mm-hmm. maybe Lord or sorry, maybe the king might sort of calls that out that like look like Lord. Shadow Soul sort of like a run and like yeah. we're gonna lose and that would be backed up with their conversation in the RV because after like yeah. they pull in they're like this looks like a mess can we leave and he's right. like no like that's even better because we'll yeah I think that works for me mm-hmm. at least for now yeah yeah so like the kid, the reason the King of Ice is like breaking the rules he's so he so when he said you know he, Privacy says that we're supposed to be battle, we're supposed to balance, uh, everyone says that you let it go. Um, the king says, does he say something like, like when I, when I joined, when I agreed to join Lord Shadowsoul's force, I didn't realize he was such a, I didn't know he was such a, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and maybe this is this is the part where he sort of truly monologues, right? Because yeah. we're, we're, what we're really doing is we're we're revealing his motive, yeah, and putting it all all out on Front Street, and so you know he, he could basically something to the effect, and obviously we have to put it mm-hmm. with it, you know, sort of phrase it within the parlance of their times, mm-hmm. but um, something to the effect of when I. When I arrived, I when when my when my knights and I arrived, we did not we could not see victory or something mm-hmm. something like that, right? Um, and basically, he kind of references all the stuff 
that they that they uh, witnessed from the from the RV. Um, yeah. You know the um, the lack of supplies. Yeah, the you know the, there was no so there were no supplies. Um, the uh, Lord Shadow Soul's army was uh, yeah yeah was uh, yeah it was uh, disorderly. And Lord Shadow Soul himself is a, is but a but is but a mere teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 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 yeah, it's not. It's like the Knights of Ice are an ancient legendary order of warriors who have fought many battles and seen many victories. Um, It'd be funny if he if he just, he starts referencing other LARPs like yeah. from the lands of Minnesota, <laughs> or you know what I'm saying yeah, something yeah. something like that you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of a throwaway line. I think yeah. it, was, it was mostly. No, I do. Like, yeah. Like if they start naming off LARPs. And I think what makes that work even more is the fact that this is all sort of a trap, right? Because now that he has Peter there, you know, and he says, and now that you're here, I'm one. I'm one step closer to victory. Yeah, exactly. Because. And so that's when he like snaps his finger. So like that. Yeah. That's when we cut to the yeah. battle. <clears throat> yeah. So that's like, fun. So like we we he's like snaps his fingers and the doors close. Yeah. And like we say like on the on the top of the stables like somebody's like waving a flag. Yeah. And then we cut to. Yeah. Uh, and like they see the flag and they wave back and then. Right. Okay. So so when we arrived, join. So. Um, so does this warrant its own scene, or are we going to cut back to... I think we're going to cut back to... Okay. All right. Because I guess the, the king can continue his monologue and be like... Like... Or, I mean... James, Peter could say, like, what do you mean? Because yeah. he's like, I'm one step closer to it. We see this little battle start. What do you mean? Like, well, I've captured you, and... Right. As we speak, my forces are destroying your army. You know? Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, I think I will. You know. Yeah. And and this will add to like the list of our victories. And like yeah. that's the end of the scene. Okay. So cut to uh. So let's see. Um, he doesn't have to say much. Yeah. I mean, this is where I sort of struggle because it could be kind of. I mean, brief, right? I mean, otherwise. A lot of it's not. No, super I, I really. I mean, to be honest, I, I feel like I feel so strong about adding the scene just to like give. Give Dave a chance to like do to like build this little battle. Yeah. And and also like to, to sort of challenge to see like what kind of, what would the scene feel like if it's just sort of like audio, if it's just like charge like ching 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 yeah, right. like retreat retreat because like. Obviously, the other army isn't prepared. And, and but then, when you think about like the blacklist and how they would they would do that, but then um, there would also be a little bit of the, like the narration. Yeah. There too. So um, I think yeah, I think it'll be a little bit of a mix. Yeah. Um, the kink of ice begins to laugh. There's Justin's laugh. There you go. Uh huh. And the and Peter says, "What do you mean?" Uh, and I could easily see so. Mm-hmm. Once, uh, the King of Ice kind of divulges the fact that that you know, um, um, 
he kind of has them where he wants them. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see that I can hear the music kind of building, mm-hmm. and then it becomes very intense while it's on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. But then that intense music continues, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I, I feel like that, that's one of those audio things that could kind of help mm-hmm. connect uh, it. Yeah. So like, what could he say to Peter? Something like, like enjoy your game. Like, enjoy your next, like, two days. Like, something that isn't totally breaking the... You know, I'm just kind of free associating, but, like... So Peter's thrown into one of the the cells, Mm -hmm. you know, and the king says something kind of smart-assy, something like, uh, welcome to your new role, or something like that, or... So there was something, something like I'm going to assume my role as the, mm-hmm. the true. Like if you don't mind, I'm about, I'm going to assume my role. Yeah, mm-hmm. as the as the true uh, champion of Montana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, and maybe we have to mention Montana earlier. Well, yeah, because we talk about some of their other victories. Well, and he says like yeah. we're on our way to Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I need, to, I need to state my claim on this land of Montana. Um. So that concludes the first update of our podcast drama. The next update will involve the table read, where we bring in Justin and Dave to read the script for the first time. Our logo design was by David Paget. Music and mixing by Dave Allen. Additional technical support by Justin Teal. And this episode was edited by Chris Wegman. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. They hand me the map, and they're like, this is awesome, and like, the music is like, and then like it kind of runs out, and then it's. Like,